cease your dancing. Cease, I say. Enough. Ooh, everybody. Welcome to the Cyber uh, sorry we're a little bit behind, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, technology also says, yo, I'm here and I'm gonna be disruptive, so you know, we got a lot of different things working, but we're back at it with another episode, and we're gonna kinda jam-pack a lot into a very finite amount of space, so, uh, get ready for some dense boys coming straight at you. Uh, today, what do we have? We have two episodes of Loki, we have... Two episodes of Bad Batch, and definitely just one episode of Rick and Morty for sure. Yeah, there was no other episodes of Rick and there Morty. There was no other episodes that about. might have come out that people haven't seen. It's it's no. it basically goes without saying, so we should stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's get right into it. Let's take this kitchen knife and, and really slice off some pieces of this. You say knife? Hey, put that away. That's a violent weapon. I think YouTube Jared's has rules or something about that. Jared's one of those knife guys. He pulls out a knife whenever anybody asks for any sort of cutting material. That's a nice Excellent slice. Like, hey, I need my nails cut. Jared's like, I got a knife! And you, you just need to have those people around. Speaking of knives, Loki. <laughs> Very familiar with the subject Loki. matter. He loves his little knives. He likes knives. I'll give him that. He does. One could argue that he's the god of knives. As Thor is the god of hammer, uh, one could say that. So let's open up with episode uh, four. We were talking a little bit of maybe some Loki love, but not to be cut too short by the uh, TVA rescuing them. As the Loki on Loki love literally was like paradoxical, <laughs> and like even in an apocalypse, made it shoot straight off because he's not. He's meant to be alone. And he's meant to lose and suffer. And he was happy and with somebody. So they were like, this was universe shattering. It was a good I intro. I still yeah. can't believe that like actually was happening too. Especially after I, I jokingly jokingly just said that in the last pod. Clearly I am a, just a god of theories. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna start saying ludicrous stuff now and just expect it to happen. And then yeah. maybe maybe after some time I'll I'll get my uh my ego in check as far as my theories go, but until then, <laughs> yeah, I, get I, I think it, it. I think the Mobius said it in the episode that, like, when they were kind of discussing when they came back to the TVA, uh, that like he was kind of like deciphering what they were doing together, and he yeah. was kind of getting like a like an itch that he kind of liked her, and he was said something along the lines that like only a Loki could fall in love <laughs> with another Loki because of yeah. their ego uh -huh. like you could only <laughs> fall in love with one person and that's yourself yeah so but it it is pretty funny that that is basically what it is they they are they're crushing Made for each other. I was wondering if it was gonna be like a Stranger Things situation season three. Spoilers for that. When like Steve was going after that one like ice cream girl, and she, she was like, and at the end you're like, oh, there's there's some romance. Then she's like, oh, no, hang on, wrong vibes. I really like you as a friend. I was wondering yeah. if Lady Loki was gonna pull it out, and then Loki's gonna be like, I'm back to being a little. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. I although I feel like it's reciprocated. I I Definitely. think so. But they, they're, once again, they're both the same person, so they, they're they so, like, afraid to make any sort of commitment towards that. Any yeah. trust, dude. How could a Loki exactly. possibly trust another Loki? Exactly. And it's just a weird conundrum that they find themselves in because they like each other because they have so much in common. And <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, he is a god of mischief and backstabbing, so yeah, kind of tough. Kind of a tough one to be in. Speaking of the uh, mistrust and backstabbing, I kind of like it was almost like Mobius was like a villain role, kind of, in that episode. Like the interrogation, but instead bit, of... Yeah. In the first few episodes, it's about like him learning, trying to dig a little deeper into Loki, but 
in a more jovial way. This one, he was like, you are a liar. You, I tried to trust you and have you help me out and make you a better person. And you just spat in my face. And he was, and then Loki was like, okay, okay. Cards on the table. This is going on. And Loki yeah. was like, yep, nope, you're a little rat trying to escape right now. And then he got thrown into that little time with Sif. <laughs> Which was brutal. That was that, really that, brutal. I feel like Not there has only... to be a worse memory, though. You know what I mean? Like, maybe just... Like, in, put an internal moment where Thanos keeps snapping his neck. Oh, <laughs> oh that would be so much worse. I don't think anyone I know. would see that he... ten times, though. <laughs> I know. Imagine well, if would... that was the moment, like, I know. purple and gross. <laughs> I know, and I'm sure that'd be uncomfortable for Loki as well, just continuously dying over and over again. I was just saying, I was like, but... I feel like there's a worse situation than Sif going... <laughs> but, in, in, to uh, play devil's advocate... It was also a happy moment for him in a way because it was the first time that he ever like stood up for his brother. He realized yeah. that he really did love his brother and didn't want to yeah, side with brother. somebody that he died in the tyrannical. Life. He died I mean, he honorably. Looked, he looked horribly, but it was an honorable death. <laughs> he he died honorably for the first time. Yeah, because <laughs> he dies multiple <laughs> times. So yeah. uh, that death, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, I know, I know what you mean. But that being said, uh, pretty great little scene there. Not only does he get like destroyed emotionally, but his balls get destroyed as well, which yeah. is the, eternal, I think is the worst. Nothing part, worse than eternal that. Eternal ball suffrage can't beat it. <laughs> Oh. How long must our balls suffer? Yeah. And, like, he doesn't reset, so he feels every new blow to yeah. the balls. I wonder if he was at, the, like, towards the end of the, like, as the resets were, like, winding down. He, like, was just staying on the ground. I wonder if he literally just, like, couldn't stand because his balls had been kicked in. He's, like, trying to hide in different parts of the room. Like, <laughs> he's, like, behind a chair. <laughs> yeah. Last scene, he's just like, please, stop it, stop it. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it was good. But then, you know, Mobius kind of turns around on him and is like, all right, all right, Loki, maybe, maybe you're on to something. And then he gets disintegrated. Straight up maybe. disintegrated. He was like, fade into the ether, the abyss. Time God reveal was a bit of a shit pant moment. Um, I don't know... I don't know what I expected, I guess. Because it, it did seem, in my head, I was like, okay, we're at episode four, getting a full reveal of the Time Gods already. I don't know whether I thought it was a little early or something, but it definitely didn't seem quite right during that whole scene. And then it was just, bam, yeah. off she with their heads. Yeah. yeah. At first, I thought she just, like, murdered one. And I was like, they don't have any sort of like protective like shield or something. Yeah. Like, God's a time. And then I was like, oh no, they're robots. Yeah. So I was, I was like, you'd think they'd have some better protection here. They got like three agents back <laughs> here or something. Should just yeah, have like was, an army, a legion, just standing in front of the time gods at all times. It was definitely creepy though, like seeing the head roll down and the other two were just kind of like shaking and like laughing. The and, laugh like, was sus. Yeah. It was freaky as hell. I, was like, oh, I think the. Yeah, I think one of the more interesting parts is that the uh, the woman in charge of the TVA has no idea what the heck is going on. Maybe. I initially, Maybe. I mean, yeah, there's a possibility that Maybe. she has some idea what's going on, but I initially was like, oh, she is the actual leader of this whole thing, and that there's some, and she's this person, and she's connected with this person. But immediately it was like, okay, she actually doesn't really know what's going on, but is so, like, hell-bent on this ideal that she's set out of how the universe has to roll with time, that she's ready to protect it, even if she literally watches her gods, gods she, like, get killed. Yeah, to them they're still, like, real to her, their, their purpose, per their meaning for existence still has purpose, so mm -hmm. yeah. maybe she just doesn't want to know, like, I don't need to know what powers lie ahead of me probably doesn't even want to think about it realistically exactly but, you know, <laughs> i don't really yeah i, I don't really see how um how the tva can can really hold together much longer no 
everybody's getting like, like possessed. The, yeah, everybody's being possessed. But it, a lot of people are realizing the truth now. There's there's two people, two of the main girls' main agents, or actually the like top three ones. The well, that one girl got disintegrated much earlier. The first girl that got taken by Lady Loki. She was one or something. Yeah, because she realized that she was variant. just a, another variant. And then her more recent head honcho girl at the end of the episode helps them fight uh, in the Time God room. And now she is completely in the know. Like, how many more people can she just disintegrate before people are start being like okay well what the heck is going on here how yeah. how much can you actually trust the tva for so long with all that sketchiness going on it it definitely seemed like there's like a lot of like the soldiers at least whether they're just like blissful ignorance or they do know but they're kind of with ravana and the sense that she's like we don't really know what created us but we know that our purpose has meaning so we're just going to keep doing our thing day in and day out but I, I feel like there could be like a whole civil war with the TVA going on about some people that are like no we're variants we want to know our past and others are like but this is a good job to have right now good job security <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because there's clearly like a ton of infrastructure within the TVA I was re-watching um, episode one I guess with one of my friends this past weekend and it was I was paying just attention to different details that I hadn't thought to look at the first time and the one thing I noticed was um, the guy that Loki threatens to turn into a fish which he doesn't actually say but he, that guy's like complaining to these two higher ups that are like these two old dudes who are wearing like a different style of uniform than the rest of the agents so I was like clearly there is some sort of like leadership yeah yeah so i think it'll be interesting to see because the judge or what whatever position she has i don't know what is her character's name ravana yeah it it seems like you know they've portrayed her as being kind of a head honcho per se but reasonably there's other people that maybe also were talking with the time gods or that had a more direct link with who maybe was actually controlling things and one of my favorite shots of the series in the first episode, I think, it's when, like, Mobius and Loki are walking in that hallway, and then they, like, look out into the entirety of the TVA, and, like, that's a lot of stuff, and it looked like it went on forever in both ways and, like, forward, so, yeah, there's a lot of infrastructure going on that could be turned on its head, like, on a similar scale, we'll see. So do you guys think that, uh, the, what, what is the main girl's name? Her, Do we like, know? Like Loki? Female Loki? No, not female Loki. The judge? The, judge? the, the yeah, I guess Ravana. the judge. Ravana. Her name is Ravana. Ravana. And in the comics, which could possibly lead to where the show's ending, but we'll see. In the comics, she is Kang the Conqueror's like, lover. Yeah, she's in, yeah. I, I did know that that she's in love with Kang the Conqueror. We'll see. I don't think but, thematically introducing Kang would make sense. Yeah. But uh, do, there's do a lot think, of Kang connections. Yeah, there there is. There's Kang a lot connections. of connections. But do you think? <laughs> it, to <laughs> me, it seems like she doesn't know what's going on, but she's so devoted that yeah. she is now more just interested in in how she can serve better or find who's actually in control, so she can just have a, a higher. Um, purpose in the TVA uh, yeah. but I my suspicion is that she really doesn't know what's going on um, yeah. but she really wants to but she's still dedicated to the cause like she's not turning them back just because of the sketchiness going on mm-hmm. yeah even when she was asking I don't know if this might be in episode 5 that I'm jumping in I'd say we're pretty much talking. at episode 5 <laughs> When she was t- when she was talking to Miss Minutes about like yo when was the TVA created almost a TSA when was the TVA created when when was the TSA created for that matter as well and Miss Minutes was like you want to be looking into this right <laughs> <laughs> like Miss Minutes was like oh keep checking <laughs> like even yeah. she's some kind of sus too so 
it almost seems like that's just like a secret that no one in the TVA knows. But, I mean, obviously episode 6 we'll find out at the end of Loki episode 5. Like, oh, there's a thing that might be the end. <laughs> I do yeah. think that we're getting a nice character development for both of the Lokis and the fact Fair that they can trust people a little better. It just has to be each other. It well, they Loki <laughs> like Mobius. Yeah, they have Mobius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. And yeah. and even Lady uh, Loki, Sylvia Pepe Sylvia, Pepe. Uh, she was tr. I I won't say she put like really any real faith into the Judge Lady, but she for a moment seemed like she was letting her try to help her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was mainly for selfish reasons, kind of holding her hostage, but more towards, like, Mobius and other Loki, and both Lokis, yeah. I should say. They're, they're starting to be a little bit more trusting. Like, mm-hmm. their characters are developing a little bit more yeah. in terms of them not just being purely Self-centered dicks. dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we got to see a, a wide plethora of Loki's in, in episode five of varying degrees of trust trustworthiness. Wow. Excellent vernacular. So many great, uh, so many great moments in mm-hmm. the episode five. If we're going into that, yes. Yeah, yeah, let's dive headfirst into it. Favorite Loki, go. Uh, Boring answer is Richard E. Grant because obviously he was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, you gotta go with him. It was just too good, dude. Every moment that he was on screen was fantastic. Yes, great. I think the best per- acting went to Crocodile Loki. That's what Cole was gonna say. It as was well. an alligator Loki, but I couldn't agree more. The random growls and hisses, and then. Then there was that whole Loki throwdown. I can't believe they got a the uh, Rex Jaws for that. You know, I mean, he's been in some big, big films, and uh, I know he's really hard to get. On, he's very like a diva. Yeah, yeah. Like so he needs his own. He needs like a thirty thousand gallon tank that comes along. They bring yeah. it on like a twenty, like a twenty wheeler. Is it a certain temperature? Yeah. With, and, and, some four and, and I think that I think that the money really showed. It was well worth it. Every every. That's that was where most of the budget for the show was probably going. If I had a guess, he's well, like a million sure. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's eccentric. <laughs> you know, just all the different Lokis and the most Loki thing. They all started betraying each other on like one quick succession. Succession. Like, nah, I sold you guys out. <laughs> and then they, he's like, well, actually, I sold you guys out. And then they all turn on the main one. Then Alligator Loki just runs over and chomps his hand <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? It was just so creative and different. And I could definitely, after that episode, see some potential Spider-Verse shiz popping up with a bunch oh, of yeah. Spider-Man in one movie. For sure. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to get the hopes up. Uh, but uh, I, I, one cool thing that they did was like there was so many like little details in that episode from oh. stuff getting dumped in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I saw two or three Mjolnirs. Um, yeah. And uh, there was one part where they're panning below the ground where you yeah. see the very defined Mjolnir. But it looks like there's a tiny Loki in a jar, that, like stuck that in a jar. Not a tiny Loki. That, that's Frog Thor. Yes. God, who that was? Yes. I and, he, and his voice does not look Chris Hemsworth. I paused it so right on it. Did not look like a frog to me at all. Well, I mean, obviously standing upright, but yeah, he's wearing like the classic Thor gear. Uh, yeah. Thor yeah. Gear. He's like trying to grab the old gear. Dude, yeah. I I did I literally I was like, okay, what was that? I rewound it. Like inched to it, paused it. I was like, I went up to my TV. I was like, "What is that?" Jerry's going back. Enhance. And yeah, enhance. Enhance image computer. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I meant to say, yeah, it, it looked like a Thor, uh, but yeah. yeah, I I was so confused. It didn't look like a frog. Um, it was half, so tiny. Half Thor, and, half frog. Yeah, but I, I there was like that little detail. And then I thought the uh, the little the boy Loki 
I thought it was sick that um that he killed his variant his uh what do they call it? What made him offshoot yeah, oh Nexus event. Nexus event, yeah. His yeah, Nexus crazy. event was that he killed Thor. And I All was right. like Oh dang. I like that on his like crown he had like the look two little Loki horns, but he also had wings on the side, kinda like how Thor usually does. He uh-huh. like, adopted that moniker too. That was pretty badass. But yeah. not as badass as showing the pure power of a Loki being able to like create an illusion of literally the entirety of Asgard. That was so dope. That Dude, was for a, for cool. a second, I thought it wasn't going to be an illusion, and I was like, oh, matter manipulation is now... <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't <laughs> aware Loki that this was Wanda. Yeah, it was It was crazy. And then even Loki was like, I think we're a lot more powerful than we realize. Yeah. Like, yes, let's see some proper... like. Loki's a god, but he's never felt like it. Like it, even Cap- He was going toe-to-toe with Captain America. What kind of shit is that? He's a god. It kind of made me it think a little bit about what we were saying in the earlier episodes about like getting to see that different Lokis have different uh, kind of power sets or like m- move sets. And I was like, oh, maybe it's more just like they've all adopted certain things that they use all the time based on whatever situations they had. But realistically, they can all do these different things. Just like Loki had never done the uh, – what did they – yeah, the mind manipulation. Enchantment. Yeah, he had never done the enchantment, but then he was able to just because they are all Lokis. So I feel like, yeah, maybe we'll see crazy Loki stuff in the future. If, he could, he could do as that. long as he doesn't die. That was like the final Loki. He said that, like, after, I think, I could be misremembering, but like he said that that Loki faked his death with Thanos and just kind of floated in the universe. Yeah, that's, that's so what like he that's, said. Yeah, it's like the final Loki, like the most Loki Loki. Yeah, he, he was able to get like grow to old age because he literally just floated away like you said and then he went and hid on a planet alone mm-hmm. he, he wasn't a lot because you're not allowed to interact with anybody or you change yeah. the timeline so right. his way of hiding right. was just to hide in solitude yeah. but he, he, he obviously he got to hone his skills a little bit so we kind of get to he was kind of like a little show and tell of what Loki power can grow to and yes. that's with no combat like that's just him chilling out and just kind of testing yeah. things out so it's just one of his powers is a whole illusion thing he knows exactly he dude he could have done yeah he could have done crazy stuff if yeah. it had been a physical city though that would have been insane it also would have just looked so dope to see it all just getting smashed to bits i was yeah. just asgard again right yeah, yeah, I think so. I was initially like, whoa, he's just dreaming up this, like, city <laughs> nope. just from nothingness. It's like yeah. the, almost like piano organ tubes that, like, like okay, no, this is Asgard. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And then Richard E. Grant just, like, completely killed the role for, like, he's in one he episode and, like, one part of an episode and just absolutely was a standout in that episode. So I'm glad that they did that. But after he creates that giant illusion, we get to see some sort of space castle or something like that. And uh, we'll see who's actually behind the TPA. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, man. Uh, any, final, any final predictions as to who or what it is? I, I uh, dude, I mean, like, it could be Kang. And we obviously, this is another one of those Mephisto, could be Mephisto situations. So I think it's probably not. But I also... I don't know. It's hard to imagine that they... I don't know. It's hard to imagine (laughs) that they introduce this crazy villain that's been manipulating everything, and then that villain is then gone in one episode, you know what I mean? So I think we're either going to see, like, major introduction and then, like, sort of conclusion to the TVA arc, but then introduction to, like, chaos that is caused by this entity yeah. being made known basically so i i don't know i don't have a name i feel like it could be any it could be any number I, of I, yeah I, I feel like it kane is for some i i feel like everybody thinks it's kane the conqueror like that that's the most common one and there's a but lot more ties to kane than there was to mephisto there right? is and but i've it said feel in, like we're grasping I feel like in pre in in previous episodes I've said that like there's too many things pointing to him that it can't not be him but with 
this much stuff. I almost feel like it's it's just like they're trying to make us think that it's Kane, and it's gonna yeah. be somebody completely else. I feel like it has to be somebody else because everybody expects it. Mm-hmm. I think thematically, it'd make most sense if it was a Loki, a variant Loki made the TVA, and like he has to take down like the worst version of himself or something. Like, again, because the whole thing is... The whole show is about, like, what is Loki? What is the purpose of Loki? What's the best Loki can be? What's the worst he can be? All this kind of thing. So I think it'd make, more, it'd make the most sense that it was a variation of Loki, but was hiding out in that little space fortress. But there's so many ties to Kang that it could... I could see them introducing Kang, and then having, like you said, the TVA wrap up, but still leaving Kang out there or whatever. But I don't think that would it'd feel like a lot to kind of like how we start to feel towards the end of WandaVision when it's like alright well if you're doing Mephisto there's a lot you gotta do in one episode left like just to throw it in there and then have the whole story resolved but you're still introducing new things so it's I'm, tough I'm, I think it's a Loki but well, that's just me Sylvia and Loki both enchanted that big beast so mm-hmm. if they in if that beast is connected to the mind of the person that created it they should have snippets already of the person that it belongs to Hmm. and 100% sure that that's how that works because it could just be a demon Jared's not a magician I'm not a magician Uh, like like John (laughs) who just uh, guesses everything right Um, (laughs) abracadabra bitch (laughs) <laughs> and his head grew two inches. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I feel like they they might already have like maybe some sort of intuition of of uh, who or what that beast is at, at least, um, mm-hmm. because that's how that power works apparently. Uh, so that will be interesting. I feel like we're definitely gonna get some answers very quickly in the next episode. Um, Again, not everything has to be tied to the comics, but obviously this is where they get their inspiration from. Really? In the... Uh, the uh, I don't know if you've heard of Marvel, Stanley, Jack Kirby. Stanley? Only an officiado, I don't know, like me. But, uh, Stanley uh, what? Stanley uh, Hudson. <laughs> yeah. Saw that coming. Um, but in the comics, that, like, beast literally, like, devours existence and time. So, like, it eats... It's not, like... Because time is obviously like one continuous infinity line. Yeah. It's literally the end of that line, kind of chopping it. <coughs> in. Yeah. So, it, and it is tied to like Kang because Kang knows he always has to avoid that thing because it can just end him. Too many Which things connecting Kang. Uh, wait, exactly. There's so many things that tie to Kang that Kang it'd be actions. weird if they didn't do Kang, but it would also be weird if they did do Kang. So I don't, I don't know what to think. Really caught in the middle. I think they're going I feel like this is the time they might just do it. I think they might Maybe, actually I'm do no, it. We know Kang is being introduced. That's what I'm saying. We know he's gonna be in the in what Ten was it that he's two. Yeah. So it's like now's it the g- time. Bring him out. Yeah. Unveil. It, it could be like a like a Avengers one sort of build up thing where they're like, Oh well that was Thanos' army. Yeah. yeah. Here we're building up to it. You, we're not gonna do anything with that them. purple guy in the after credits. We're building up exactly. We're building up to him, and so I think maybe this is. It it could be as simple as we're building up to him. Who, it'll be yeah. who's who's that blue guy after the credits? Ironically, <laughs> he also has a lot of purple on him too. So I guess it's just it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same shot too. Yeah, sitting there with the watchers <laughs> like, and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll uh, you have to stay tuned, audience, to when season one wraps up. Crazy. Wednesday. Crazy. One, we'll one thing it. before we Next move Monday. on. Uh, no, we're moving on. Jared, we're done. We're one done. thing before we You're move canceled. on. They, they, the Pepe, Sylvia, and Loki had an even more magical moment in that episode with the whole blanket. That was cute. very cute. I, I thought that actually that was going to be the time he made the move, but it still yeah. didn't happen. Um, he even had like a look on his face. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. They can't <laughs> tell uh, each yeah, other. Yeah, 
I it's thought right it was here. gonna happen. And their relationship weirds me out so much. But <laughs> is it time, incest? Or is it like that's what I'm saying? Like if they were to have a baby, how messed up would that would, baby be? Wouldn't it be like the It'd most be like a messed clone. up because it's yeah, because like your DNA is too similar with like a sibling. That's but like, like mega if you incest. did it with yourself, it's the same DNA. So what kind of monstrosity would that make? You would just you just poop out literally another Loki. Yo, random theory. What if it is the baby of that? I already thought like, of that, and I was like, "There's no fucking way." <laughs> <The> baby, <laughs> that would just be Loki that would be the, the dumbest. Baby. If that's what it is, Cole, I'm gonna like give you a baby. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a crisp five dollar bill, and then I'm gonna quit life. <laughs> <laughs> When he has years. dropped off the radar, we now have no way of making good news. I say good day. <laughs> I mean, the comic books aren't afraid of doing weird stuff, but yeah. as uh, on-screen, yeah. on-screen <laughs> movie cinema universe, it's 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 we're walking some touchy waters here. Dangerous, dangerous territory. <laughs> Quite. But, uh, that's all. Marvel would handle incest so well. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe yeah. she has some pheromones that make it so he won't be able to We'll touch get her. there, Winnie. We'll get there. <laughs> One step at a time. So, yeah. Lo uh, Loki episode 6. Stay tuned. We'll be talking about it next Monday for sure. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No buts. No buts on the premise. So, let's segue with our segues into the Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty episode three. And her Tina Rets. Tina Betts. Tourettes. Only you can prevent um wildfires in Australia. Yes. What do we think of yes. the, uh, the Planetina episode? Dude, I, I like this episode a lot. I thought I had a lot of heart for a, a Rick and Morty episode, which is like, they do those sometimes, I suppose. There's been episodes like this in the past, but it really was just very well written and simultaneously extremely entertaining the whole time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I just felt so bad for Morty at the end of it. And they pulled like... They sort of pulled one of the classic, like, two-and-a-half-D shots like they did with Rick the other episode there where he was standing in the garage. Um, but this time it was Morty lying on his bed, and it was like, damn. just felt so bad for the little dude. And then having the mom come in, show emotion, which is, like, so uncharacteristic of her. It was, like, just a pure moment. Yeah, it felt more focused on heart this episode. Like, usually when Rick and Morty's done some, like, very serious or, like, heartwarming things or, like, really sad things that pull at the heartstrings it it's like a little snippet or the result of the entire episode which is just insanity and absurdity versus it felt like a lot of this was pretty focused on heart yeah yeah i i i have very mixed feelings on this this episode i both thought it was it was fine i i think my problem with with the episode in general was that it would it felt like it, it's such a short episode that the whole entire introduction of girlfriend getting to know him now they're dating now she's crazy now they're broken up it all happened so fast in such a short episode i felt like i couldn't i would it was it was it was long. sad it, yeah it was sad but at the same time i couldn't it didn't make me as sad as some of the other moments that rick and morty has done in the past um that made you like sad during the the sad moments of rick and morty um it, it i liked that they tried to to do this because it's like it's a story that basically everybody goes through a very relatable story um but i just i couldn't quite get there because of how rushed it felt i also didn't think it was really because of the serious nature of the episode i found myself laughing a lot less it w wasn't as funny i would say it's a more bottom tier comedy episode so you saying um, that these elbow titties didn't do it for you jared 
You yes. just well, I think it was maybe that you found yourself in a place where you were questioning you were questioning yourself because you said to yeah. yourself, I didn't know that I was in to this kind of thing and here I am, you know, here typing I certain searches into the internet that I never thought I'd be searching, to be quite honest. Yeah. I understand that, Jared. I initially had that same reaction, but then I I came to understand that, you know, sometimes you just some things are attractive, you know, and one of those things is apparently elbow titties. Yeah. Probably I keep I keep finding the negative in things, but also probably my least favorite side plot slash Rick storyline. I've I've never had a usually if the storyline is centered on rick or even rick's a part of it it's the best part of the episode that was not the case in this episode that was my least yeah, favorite part of the episode where morty's side was a lot stronger i liked it a lot more Ricky was um, thinking with his dick which he almost usually never does like even when he's like thinking with his dick sometimes like his like brain will pull him out or something like that this was just like this? he was acting the, the elbow titty, <laughs> the elbow titties, and the pheromones, dog. He <laughs> yeah, it was. I, the side pod <laughs> just felt like a less, like a more funny, less serious version of what was happening on Earth too, like about how love is fleeting or something like that. Yeah, I think it was kind of just, just showing the the duality of that situation, in that like. Yeah, Rick was heading at it one very wrong way, and then Morty simultaneously was basically seeing what happens when you think that you're maybe going at it the right way, but don't have someone like Summer to blow up the asteroid. No. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I I see. I'm like somewhere in the middle. Like I I rewatched it, and I was definitely feeling a lot more like emotionally attached. And I was like, they're going for the emotion. And I'm like, I can feel a for lot sure. more in this episode. But ev- like you said, everything was very like this. Hap- like, usually something will happen in a movie, and we get to see some of the fallout for that, or like a TV show, we get to see some of the fallout, we get to sit with it, and really see how it impacts things. Versus everything, as soon as there was an impact, something else happened, and then like the status quo kept being changed from scene to scene when it was going back. And they did everything well, but it was just so sequential. And I always find like that Rick and Morty. Fall, fall, fall. Yeah, Rick and Morty does such a good job of uh, subverting your expectations, and that episode was very predictable in in some ways. Like yeah. you, you saw the the path that it was going, but usually in episodes like that, they're like, "All right, now we're going in this universe, and it's a totally different feel or different thing going on, or totally different problem," and they just drop the last thing. But because they were trying to do like a serious episode, they had to stick to it. And like I said, I liked the episode, but uh, not as good as episode one. Maybe better than episode two. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'll, I'll be honest here. You know, I like the episode, and I'll, I'll also be honest and say that clearly, I am only saying that because I'm open about my love for the elbow titties, and you guys are clearly <laughs> closeted on that, which I respect. No, but I just want you to, I just want you to know, you can be open. This is a safe space. You, I will you know, never admit my love for your elbow tits. <laughs> you keep subverting my expectations by <laughs> think that. You're gonna say something else, and then you, you just keep going back. Right back. Well, I, that's that's the focus of Somebody's the episode. Somebody's more hung on the tits than others. <laughs> it seems like you guys just don't want to talk Winnie, about. Them, so I'm Winnie just saying. mentally did not watch the rest of the episode. He was just he saw the mentally the and physically. I left he the room. Saw, I did go do some research. He saw the pixelated titties. <laughs> I'll just. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> he just keeps. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How to depixelate Hello. images. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, yeah, there definitely hasn't been another episode of Rick and Morty released. So clearly, there's Ooh, nothing else to talk about on the Rick and Morty. No. No. I, Jared, what did you say? Nothing. Sounds right. Definitely no other episodes to talk about. No Can't more episodes ahead. of Rick and Morty. Sad. Sorry. Uh, I think that's about <laughs> it for Richard. Yeah, that's, a, that's all we can cover. What about angry group of guys that are all the same? 
that are all different characteristics. Not good. It's a not good group. We got two episodes of mediocre thing to cover. Honestly, guys, I'm gonna drop a not very hot take and say that this show has been kind of disappointing. I I think I what I'm saying is like, dude, eight episodes of the actual story would have been phenomenal. Like the episodes that have been relating to active events such as were set up in seemingly what was going to be the plot of the show mm-hmm. it would have just been it, those were great episodes yep. and 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 the, it would have been a great show had they Quality just over quantity. and we talked about i mean we talked about it literally right at the beginning i'm sure we could go back and even listen to this exact conversation and it was just kind of sad to see it actualized when it's just such a good medium like and you have such a plethora of content that you, you you don't even need to make these bullshit episodes like it could have all been related to the main plot and still been 16 episodes if they wanted to do it and they still could have had good episodes yeah instead we just get like we get it felt man i i had that like kind of that was my one complaint with mandalorian is that every other episode was like a little side mission but at least it like fleshed out the world and it was like it felt cool everything looked cool usually good action sequences or something like that but in these side episodes it's just like a boring planet where we get a very surface level breakdown of how the empire is affecting the universe and then it's just bad batch doing some little quirky mission and then we and then we'll cut back to what the really good stuff is with like cad bane and crosshairs and omega being kidnapped and all this kind of stuff and then we run back to these stupid little side planets and missions that we know that Bad Batch is going to make it out. Yeah. It's getting a little repetitive. Yeah. There's I, no I threat think... in any of them. I think that's that's almost like another point to it just not being that exciting. It's like, you know in all of these episodes where it's not a big story that, like, Hunter isn't about to randomly just die. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not going to happen. Like, if he gets... Or, or like the Omega, the Omega in the one early episode when they're on the farm, like with that animal that's outside the fence. Like you know, Omega isn't gonna just get thrashed <laughs> by that. Like that yeah. would, that's not gonna occur. So Imagine. it's like, it's like it's almost you have to be in some sort of, yeah, you have to just be like a kid watching it and be like, oh, oh, no, oh my, oh boy, dangerous rebels, out there, and much less similar to Clone Wars. Which is unfortunate, because I was hoping it was going to be closer to the latter. And it, it has moments of it, but not a lot. I, I think the one of the problems is that, like, Clone Wars had so much stuff to flesh out that people wanted to see more of. Like, they got to touch more on a bunch of villains, like Maul, Grievous. Uh, they got to do a lot of more character building with Anakin, Obi-Wan. A lot of the characters that died in Order 66, they got to flesh them all out. There was just so much to do that people wanted to watch. And now most of them are dead. So we're basically just going off of Fumes. like bounty hunters, the Bad Batch, and the new characters that they bring in. And it's just... You, you, you can't... It's not as exciting because there's not as much a r- immediate interest in a lot of what's going on because it's post Order 66. But in in one thing that I will say is that like they don't they don't have to be like quite as much pigeonholed um, as Clone Wars was. So they could branch off and do some really cool stuff. Sadly, they haven't. So the show has, like you said, John, the median is like, there's so much that you can do. And I hope that it, it runs a really long time and they have really good ideas that they put in there eventually. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, it's, it, it does feel a lot of filler episodes. And I like that they're, showing different worlds and and the effects of it, the post uh, the the post order 66 but it's it's not interesting enough it's got to be something 
better than what we're no, getting, no. which is, like you said, uh, Cole, these half-hearted um, looks into these worlds where it's just one city fighting back. We could have, like, like I thought it was extremely interesting how they started off with the whole Kiminoans, and I was like, yeah, that is a really interesting topic, because they were funding literally the war, and like now, and I was like, oh, are we going to get to see them try to be like, yo, here's some new clones you could use, or like, watch the Empire slowly shift them out. They pretty much dropped off after episode four, besides like one scene, and I was like, I want to know what they're doing. We kind of got like a cool little thing where like it was like, oh, you have to register with the Empire. What if some people just kind of like like living a nice chill life and they don't want to register and all this kind of stuff? And now we're just getting to what we already knew about the Empire, which is like, yeah, they're oppressive, but and they they're just trying to fold people into their whole organization. And we're like, we're just getting very surface level stuff of like planets being like, hey, we're not about this. Don't say that you're not about it. Show why they wouldn't be about it, because we haven't seen anything besides registration and then cutting off all the clones. That like is like a bad thing everybody's just we just know that the empire is bad so the people are also against it it'd be cool if we went to a planet that was actually like really embraceive of it like oh our society is falling apart we need somebody to come in and govern us nope we're not getting that imagine bad batch like going and be like they want the empire what if like this is not a, a clear-sided battle this isn't good versus evil this is like independence versus uniformity I don't know, there's just so many things that they could do and kind of carry over from like the Clone Wars to show how things evolved and instead we're just setting up stuff that we already know what happens with like Hera from Rebels and Saw Gerrera and like all this kind of stuff I'm getting, like Winnie said, I'm getting a little disappointed with it. I like the chemistry between the five Bad Batch members but other than that it's losing me. Well, especially the most recent episode, like I they weren't even in it. They were barely in it. And I was like this this story that they're telling the most recent episode is is so far from what I want that it it was so disappointing. I I just like I was waiting for this like huge thing to happen and it just didn't and it was a slog. Like I it Oof, it was just not good I think we're expecting this is what we need okay we need to start petitioning okay to get Bad Batch cancelled okay because <laughs> what what happens when Clone Wars almost gets cancelled they put they out their, all their best, best ideas they put out all their best ideas because they think oh well we had all these good stuff but we, we held off too long we'll just shove them all out now so I petition, we get it, we, we try to get it canceled, then we don't get it canceled. So we get all these <laughs> cool stories, and then we do that every season. Yes. <laughs> so they never know when they're going to get canceled. Yeah. Yes. So they're well, constantly on the edge. Isn't it? And it's all, like a, always making cool stuff. Doesn't it ahead, strike man. you as weird, though? Like, <clears throat> the, it's not as though these are, these are being made week to week. The whole show was surely written beforehand, like at the minimum. It's at all least been, entirely it was all, of it was, one. it was all written beforehand. So they start very strong with a lot of like clear potential plot lines and even clear lines that they could have used for more like side questy episodes, but that would still be like meaningful. And yet then and yet then they just throw them all away. It's like very odd in that it's it's not as though there wasn't places for them to take it. It was like we watched the first couple episodes, saw where it could go, saw like the logical places, the interesting places it could go, and then Disney was like, and it's a kids show and the bad batch where they gonna go and like yeah. that was the rest of the show like uh, and then it's once they got in debt to freaking lizzo lizzo literally ruins everything she's gonna ruin firefly and she's ruining the show and she's too green way too green way too i think <laughs> i think uh they should take the idea of like just jumping around in time 
from mm-hmm. Clone I, Wars. I think an like, episode pick like the interesting stories. Like maybe they. I mean, it might be a little hard, but like because they've got a kid with them, and the kid would change ages rapidly. But as of right now, because it's so close to being after Order sixty six, nothing's established. Nothing's happening. It's people starting to get like testy with the new uh, way things are, but but it's not. It nothing has bubbled over the edge. It's all just at a simmer right now, and, and it's, it's not, just yeah, and it's, it's just things boring. Getting bigger. It's not getting like well, it's too up. it's too slow. It's it's like every episode is just the tiniest little tidbit of of what's what it's building i guess trying to build up to but it's it's so slow that if it's like uh, you can't it's you like can't mark the shit growth yeah, yeah and you can't even predict it started where... off good and then it's just gonna be a whole shit ball in the middle and then maybe at the end it will be good again but i don't want to i don't want to eat the whole shit ball if it, no, no one wants to eat a eat ball it of every shit. Nobody week. wants to we're do that. Yeah, if it's, two, if it's two <laughs> cinnamon <laughs> buns on the top and bottom, the cinnamon buns aren't worth it if it's a shit ball in the middle. And if even they, if you took the shit, even if you take that off, it still will have like a little bit of shit on the bottom yeah. of it. You know what I mean? And you can't get away from it. And you know you're eating shit. You'll still know that there was shit there. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what this all kind of reminded me of? What... Well, actually, I don't know that this is the greatest comparison. Actually, when I think about <laughs> it, when I, but but let's hear it. To, let's hear it. to me, like when I and the, mm, I think this is maybe a let's better. This is a better comparison, I think, for Loki nope. about how okay. I felt uh, on on the end of Loki. What I was gonna say is like with the end of Game of Thrones, there were all of these things that you were like. Don't these things have to happen? There's not enough time for these things to happen. And yeah. all of those things happened, but then it was just shitty because it yeah. was like not good, like didn't not planned out. It was all so fast. And so that applies great to Loki, but to Bad Batch it's it's a similar thing where you're like well is is season 1 a complete story? What what is even what how there's are you, no there's no objective. Yeah, there's, there's no objective. No what how what is the end goal that we are working to right now every single time one has been offered to the group they say no they said we don't know what we're supposed to be doing right now so we're trying to figure that out how are they figuring that out by doing random are they going on quests to figure it out no they're going on quests because they owe somebody money what happens when that's paid off then they're just back into just doing whatever so like nothing changes we don't the only thing that has any sort of like could have some sort of emotional resonance is getting crosshairs back on the team but we've seen little steps to even see them show interest in wanting to try to rescue him or something like that. Just kind of like, well, he's evil, so. I think, yeah, I, I think you, you said it perfectly there where the premise of the show is the problem. The premise, or the, the, the thing that's driving them is survival. That's it. That's literally it. There's no, like, other real special thing about it. They're just the trying to survive. Dynamic. And that is to most planets just fine. But literally everybody in that universe is just trying to survive. Yeah. It's not interesting. It's not unique. There's nothing special about the Bad Batch because they're just one of many people that are being hunted yeah, by we, the Empire. And we don't necessarily yeah. care any any more about them, you know. Than we do about Obi-Wan trying to survive or Captain Rex or yeah. Ahsoka or any of these exactly. people. And we could, but we don't, like... We were told from the first few episodes that they are like a major target and they need to be brought down because they have a lot of stuff that they could use to take down the Empire. And we've seen them maybe be caught up with by the Empire like twice. And other than that, it's just like little escapes. Like they they accidentally bumped into the Empire, not them like, oh shit, they're, they're on us right now. It's more like, oh, oh, hey, Empire, uh, we should probably leave this planet. Like they're going everywhere just fine. So it's like it doesn't feel like they have to lie low because they have yeah. them and they're doing just fine. Yeah, and that goes back to the whole Star Wars problem where they keep doing stuff in the past where they've written stuff before it and after it. So how much effect can the Bad Batch have, really? That they haven't been mentioned in other movies. That they haven't mentioned in anything else. They can't have 
that astronomical of an effect. So, like, what am what am I looking forward to? <laughs> End of season one. They find <laughs> something that enables them to uh, go through time, and then they go back to Order sixty six, and they save a bunch of Jedi. Dude, imagine if something that it's scary. It's a scary thing to say. It's a scary thing to say because, (laughs) like, when you can't say things like that. Oh, I shouldn't have said it. All your things come true. I shouldn't have said it. Ruined Star. Damn it, Winnie. Damn it, Winnie. I'm gonna go. Prophecy has been spoken. Now it is true. Now we got. Now, audience, that's a little spoiler alert for how season one of Bad Batch is gonna end. I didn't mean to do uh, it, guys. I'm sorry. I I actually haven't told you guys. uh, I am Dave Filoni. (laughs) That's right. I'm currently working on my film adaptation of Wallace and Gromit, The Lost Slipper. Huge thing. But also, incidentally, uh, in my my free time here and there, I'll walk into the Star Wars thing over there. You should do this. Yeah, I you know that lizard character that was my idea. I said uh, you should get someone who's green, and they were like, oh, "Dave." And that's how they took it. And the, everyone bowed down to me because I am Dave Filoni. What if there was like a batch of clones, but they were like bad, bad. They're not good clones, but the bad. Order sixty six, they're all bad, but these ones are special. What if clones hit different? And that was how like, this show was spawned. Yeah, what if clones hit like different? We, <laughs> I feel like if we had uh, angry commenters, they would just be saying, this is a kid's show. Stop expecting so much. If we had commenters, they would just be definitely angry at uh, like most of our takes, I think, probably. <laughs> we welcome it. We need feedback. Otherwise, you're just going to get nothing. <laughs> I'll take angry commenters over no commenters. That's what I'm saying. I would love to have people. So people me. watching this video, go tell, go comment on other videos. Like, hey, these guys have stupid takes. Go roast them. Go eat them alive, and then we can become like a weird like celebrity profile that just kind of is famous for having bad opinions. Yeah. If that's what it takes to get famous, I don't care. I don't need the dignity. I just want to be famous. Seriously though, what's Come up? On. You know I what I just want to do? Famous. I just want to rate Bad Batch. Right now. Right now. And I'm giving it a... And that's out of a thousand decibels. You could probably barely (laughs) hear that sound. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Oh, man. I would give it... You got a ranking? I would give it like a... Like when you go to the the bathroom and and it splashes up and and it and licks your taint with the water that's what i'd give it okay i mine's gonna be also bathroom and poop related um you know how you have like you feel like you have like a sharp turd coming out almost like you have like a dorito going straight down your penis this is i would say more like a dorito like scraping the walls and you're like oh my god it's so bad, and it's going on forever that you have no idea when it ends. And then one Much day, like this description time, of the rating. <laughs> it'll just end. And then you're like, oh, I guess it's over. That's that's where I'm at right now. So if there was a sound to accompany it, I'd be like... <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, now that we've rated Bad Batch, you know what the only other thing that I want to know is... What would that be? How to jump from a moving train? Uh, why don't you? How, how do you? How do you think you'd? I feel like you just I, hurt yourself. Like that. I'm predicting without looking at this that there is. It's going to be bullshit, much like all of their other things. I would say something regarding ducking and rolling uh, is probably tuck, be. tuck, tuck and roll. Yeah. Grab a duck and then roll. All right, and you're on a this is throw it on the ground beneath you and land on. This it. is a simple seven-step process, guys. Simple. Simple seven steps. 
Aren't you just yeeting yourself off a train to begin There's with? A, you need to put some thought into it. You know, you're trying to avoid injury. So you're going to start by moving to the end of the last car. Uh, if that's not an option, you can jump but from between cars. But th the last car is ideal. Is this uh, jumping from a train to the ground? I thought this was jumping from a train to another train, like train hopping. No, train to ground. I don't understand. Well, now football. I don't care. Cool. <laughs> now I don't care. Now, if you have time, you want to wait for the train to slow as it rounds a bend. Oh, okay. I thought it was just going to say wait for it to slow down. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but it cool. says as it rounds the bend. So you could wait till the bend, and then you have a bit of time. Uh, Go down. Stuff blankets, clothing, or seat cushions underneath your clothes. So you got a hoodie. You take your Sounds pillow like that you have with you in the train and you put that under your hoodie sounds like this man was like prepping you also have a mattress i was thinking like this is like a spur of the moment kind of thing not picture landing spot avoid <laughs> now this is important avoid trees Oh, yeah. And I rocks. Right into I <laughs> was thinking... The actual oh, sentence they have is... a good place to land that rock? <laughs> they have avoid trees, comma, bushes, comma, and, of course, rocks. Rocks. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Get as low to the floor as possible, bending your knees so you can leap Round away from the, the train car. Crawl out of the train. Floor. You want to get super low to the ground. <laughs> and, and you're just going to jump perpendicular to the train. Like Superman. Perpendicular. You don't want to jump on the tracks because there's more train behind. More train, Unless yeah. you're, of course, I thought we I thought we already established we went to the end. Of well, there's a, if you, yeah, you, there's a chance that you don't make it back there. You could be being chased. Now, when you jump, cover and protect your head with your hands and arms. And roll like a log when you land. Now they've accompanied this like with a, a log. Like a log. Like they've they've accompanied it with a graphic here. So step one, jumping. Step two, uh, the train going by as you've landed next to the train. And step three, you rolling away, similar to a log. Log how fashion. Did that, how did the that girl flip images. her body ninety degrees in the air? Like she cause well, she, it, she a, basically she pulled a. She, like, it's an epic like spin this, move. Like needle like a dive and then it just shows her parallel with the train rolling like that so you have to do some quarter like you know cole that's very interesting and they specifically said to jump perpendicular so i think that's they a bit of jump picular and like picular diving jump picular <laughs> jump picular with the train jump picular McDicular. well and then you have to just at some point in the air go do one of these and then roll interesting that just doesn't make sense to me well, but ultimately, we know how to jump from the moving train, though, now. Yeah, just wait for it to stop. Oh, I next would've... week, we're going to learn how to jump from rooftop to rooftop. Much more applicable. I'm going to give you a little... Uh, I'm going to give you a little sampler, guys. <laughs> Step six from jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Leap. <laughs> In case you uh, didn't think that was an important step. <laughs> you gave away the most... How well, is there five steps before leap? The question is, how is this a book? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that there's five steps leading up to leaping. Well, come back next week to understand. You don't want to never go up on a rooftop and just leap. Because that you will not get to another rooftop. There is key. I bet one of the steps is like, Identifying another rooftop you can jump onto. Yeah. They're like, yeah. they're like, if you you can't fly. <laughs> Imagine you have superpowers. You don't. But uh, you don't. But leap. But leap. Step one. Imagine you have superpowers. Step two. Realize leap. that you don't. <laughs> Step three. Put Step this three. book down. You, these are not real life situations. The more get realistic with your life. Grow up. <laughs> Step five, look up, realize this train is being robbed and you need to jump off, but you've just put the book down and you <laughs> no longer know it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Why Step seven, open the up train? the Sci-Fi Rebellion podcast and skip to the very end where you know you'll find crucial tips about survival <laughs> and figure out how to jump off the train via that. And while you're at it, hear them listen to talk about Bad Batch. Yes. And well... 
come back next week, guys, if you want to learn how to leap and the other steps, as well as, I suppose, if you'd be interested in coverage of the final episode of Loki, which is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. We got another episode of everyone's favorite show, Bad. Gentlemen. And uh, Richard and Morty, I heard they're going to release two. On one yeah, Sunday, it's really strange. Well, no, they—it's like a a Sunday that just doesn't exist. That's when they're releasing it, so oh. it'll just pop into existence. Phantom, it's weird. I don't Phantom know. Phantom Sunday. It's, you know, Rick and Morty does Rick and Morty. It's probably a parallel universe or something type thing. That's right. That's right. So yeah, stay tuned, everybody. Make sure you hit like because I know you liked it. I I know that not a single person didn't enjoy this for a fact. I can guarantee it. Uh, comment what your favorite color of eyeball is um it could be any color uh as long as it's a real eyeball color magenta um, and then hit the notification bell because that's what the youtubers say to do and do, the it. YouTubers, so do it and if you're on spotify still hit the notification bell and download it and even stay. if you're gonna just listen to it once just download it just do it anyway so you can take what's that sound You have to imagine the drums, and actually this is an electronic drum, and I was playing sound effect noise. I'll add them. Okay. Hey, what's that other sound? No, it's the outro theme. Oh, God. No. I'm going to compete with it. Wrong!